you've tuned into Mud Hut. Thanks for joining us and enjoy today's episode. And today's transits for Sunday, 3rd of May. The sun is 13 degrees Taurus, moon is 17 degrees Virgo. I'd just like to reiterate also that these transits are for UT times, which can be five hours, six, seven hours ahead, or five, six, seven hours behind. So this is just a rough degrees of where the transits are on the planet. So back to Mercury, 11 degrees Taurus, Venus in 20 degrees Gemini, Mars in 23 degrees Aquarius, Jupiter in 27 degrees Capricorn, Saturn in 1 degree Aquarius, Uranus in 7 degrees Taurus, Neptune in 20 degrees Pisces, Pluto in 24 degrees retrograde Capricorn, Chiron 7 degrees in Aries, True Node 0 degrees retrograde in Cancer, and True Lilith in 2 degrees retrograde Taurus. So um, we've got one major planet in retrograde at the moment, In so that April was pretty much a retrograde-less-ish transit around the planet, which is bizarre once you start researching and studying astrology, you realise that it's not all about Mercury being in retrograde three times a year necessarily. Other planets with other energies go into retrograde, so it, it is really a roller coaster constantly and every day is different. So it is worth looking to see what transits are happening and how that affects your personal charts and your um, day-to-day interaction with other people, other beings and their charts. So um, we're looking at Venus in Gemini at the moment and uh, Gemini is the energy for information, research and just um, the ability to do lots of things and research lots of things. Um, So we're going to look at in May coming up now um, what planets are going to be in retrograde in May 2020. Um, So we've already had Pluto station retrograde on April 15 and then Saturn will be uh, retrograding May 11th and then Venus on May 13th. Now Venus will be Gemini retrograde around May 13th and Jupiter will be retrograding on May 14th and other energies uh, will be retrograding as well um, and there's this gen- Gemini energy um, will be taking over from the North Node which has been in Cancer for the last two years transiting transiting there so we will experience a Mercury retrograde next 
not till June the 18th and that will go on till July the 12th so that retrograde in June and July will be in Cancer and in Leo so yeah um, lots of interesting energies astrology wise going back to January and December and February what astrologers were saying was mainly the the time up until the 1st of April the end of March the 1st of April would would be where the energy starts to get a bit lighter and we have totally experienced that but nobody could have predicted that March, end of February and March would have started the energy of such great lockdown for the whole world, this sort of um, global phenomena has not really been experienced since World War Two. as somebody shouting outside interrupting my podcast excuse me they've gone now so yeah it uh so what was i saying so so yes i think the 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 month of april has been quite bizarre usually in april in the united kingdom we experience something called april showers and pretty much april has been the sunniest I've in memory of my of me really that I can remember but we do we are at the end of April now we're approaching the second third of May now uh, uh, getting the rain which is a little bit late so what's all that about people <laughs> um <coughs> it can happen we just it's that time is a, is just a man-made thing the earth just does its thing and it's just like well we're not set to any curriculum here, sweethearts. We're the planet Earth. Um, sorry, I just went on a weird one then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is today's transits. I just also probably should say that um, May, I feel like the energy is going to be a lot lighter um, than we've been experiencing in March and April uh, for now um, the Gemini energy in Venus and the retrograde energy I think we we just well for me just well I do it anyway just um, go introspectively and think about ourselves and our position on the planet and how we how, how our existence is now and that we and think things that we thought that were important suddenly are not so urgent and not so important apart from obviously having to feed ourselves and house ourselves and clothes our, clothe ourselves um the 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 economic situation of commerce and industry and conglomerates you you really realize how much of a drone especially living in london how how it's quite 
drone-like, even more so when it just stops. Um, I can't believe the silence in my area. It's usually, I mean, when I when you know, years ago, it was a very quiet area originally, and then maybe twenty, twenty-five years ago, this area started to get more and more popular and more and more industrial for the drones, let's call it, <laughs> and it became quite a, a noisy, loud, polluted compared to what it was originally to, to, you know, in my lifetime growing up. It is, um, it's remarkable how quiet, quiet it is. And personally, I love it. It's, you know, maybe it's weird for other people, but it just can't get weird enough for me. Um, but, um, yeah. And also the, um, while I'm going off on a tangent of weirdness, you know, I think how we adapt is so super interesting. And recently in the news, there was the whole um, release of NASA's... I know I've spoken about it vaguely before, about the UFO sightings um, been released by the um, intelligence, uh, NASA intelligence. And and it's, it's just not even made that much of... A splash. It's like people are so like laid back now about this sort of phenomena. Um, you know, that um the Department of Defence has confirmed that three UFO videos made public over the past several years do indeed show identified aerial phenomena. And nobody's, you know, that's not even the main thing that's trending on Twitter. Um, It's uh, very interesting times. I uh, am very... um, I, I can see that I've wafted off into... Another dimension, another dimension, another dimension, another dimension. So, yeah, to wrap up, I will um, perhaps think about May being a time where we can think about when this is all over and what we can do, like what maybe dream about what we can do after this and imagine, manifest and feel that those things are coming and we will be doing those things like sitting on that beach putting that artwork out there doing whatever it is that you like doing you will be doing that at some point not now but soon and if you have to think about it in in a in a community group situation and it will happen I realise that I've gone on now for 11 minutes on this one. But that was the news and weather from the transits on this early days in May 2020 during lockdown. In last week's episode, I was talking about the concept of having quite vivid dreams in these times Um, and we've moved from Aries energy to now Taurus energy and we've had the moon in Gemini and now the moon's in Leo 
um, and the temperature has dropped and I've apparently uh, re- well I apparently when the temperature drops and you get cold in the night that's when often it can affect your dreams and therefore um, there's more of a chance of having a nightmare so that could also be uh, contributing factors as to why we have sort of quite nightmarish the nightmares the dream thrillers so last night I was I think like it was a jovial dream to start with and it turned very ugly very quickly and um, it's all it's all the talk about viruses and aliens because we've we've had this whole UFO NASA um, expose and uh, I was dreaming that there was something crawling on my skin and then I was pulling off like they look like silkworms you know um, no not silkworms something that you'd find that you'd feed your fish with like the worms that you'd feed your fish with but really like they were it was white tubular iridescent sort of see-through tiny little worms but they were quite long but they were super sticky and they were sticking on my arms and then my neck has always been (laughs) ever since I saw Nosferatu no not Nosferatu Salem's Lot when I was about eight I've never been the same so my neck has always been something that I've had nightmares about you know being exposed and this thing these these worm-like creatures were crawling and they'd gone one had gone to my neck and I was pulling them off successfully even though they were very strong and then one one little worm in particular got in and I was pulling it and pulling it and stretching it like strawberry shoelaces from Sainsbury's whatever and oh it was it wouldn't come off and I pulled it and pulled it and pulled it I must have been like scratching in my sleep or like waving my arms around because I woke up just when I thought the um, worm-like creature was going to enter my skin In today's episode, I'm going to share with you two of my three favourite facts that literally blow my mind. Yep, I'm going to share those with you. Some may say, Asha, why don't you keep them to yourselves? And I say, well, you know, I'm just not that type of person to keep juicy, delicious factoids to myself. Mm -mm, No, that's not me. Number one, first delicious mind-blowing factoid. Neil Young, well-known singer-songwriter from America, Nashville, wherever, Mississippi, you know, whatever, America, Idaho, was in the amazing band Crazy Horse and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young was once in a band with no other 
than Rick James. Yep, 17 and sexy. Yep, that Rick James. Yep, blew my mind. Easy Mac with Rick James. I don't know how neatly that segue went for you, but I thought that it was nicely done. Easy Mac hailing there from Canada, Alberta. He's a a battle rapper. Um, born in the late seventies, and he's only kind of releasing stuff now, which is kind of hopeful for people who think it's far too late for them Uh, I love that album with the chimp painting on the front I have to bend lean down because I've just I do need to tell you the name of the album because I'm going far too long trying to find it (laughs) oh my god I watched 16 Candles last night with um, Michael Anthony Hall and Meg Ryan not Meg Ryan, Molly Ringwald (laughs) and I remember watching it when I was about 13 I just thought it was so super cool it had all like British soundtrack I think John Hughes was obsessed with toilet roll hanging over people's luxurious homes I don't you know um yeah totally forgot that he gets to ride a Rolls Royce <clears throat> it's, a, it's it's 16 candles is like the the, the the sort of the first run of films that kind of went into the breakfast club weird science there's a running theme of underpants or bras on heads and I did actually go off on a tangent there and the album by Easy Mac was called Music for the Lyrically Impaired it's it was released in 2016 and there are he just he seems to have um a theme of naming his songs after other pop songs or bands or other things in pop culture um he he also there does seem to be a lot of albums by him he's got an album that came out this year called Billie Eilish so he 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 kind of like it's for me I feel that that's a little bit unimaginative but I suppose if it gets clicks that's what it's all about so I was watching the Netflix series hashtag black af which is hashtag for black as fuck and i've half binged watched it i watched 
four episodes yesterday and four episodes today and at first I didn't really understand what the concept was because so many contributing factors with the casting and the children casting and then they do mention the Cosby show and the similar thoughts I had about casting on the Cosby show were similar to what the uh, criticisms I was thinking about Black Black AF on Netflix. Uh, As I watched it all, it did draw me in and there were moments where I was like, well, perhaps they ought to have put that at the beginning of the episodes and that would have been like, yeah, right on, you know. Um, it's, It's... I think it's several things. There's one bit where... They walk. It's actually the last episode, or the last but one episode. They walk into the Fiji luxurious uh, hotel complex, and there's an African family, and there's all their American, African American family, and the father of the family. They're they're talking about how, you know how many black people. <laughs> are in the in the vicinity and it's kind of like what ethnics do like if there's indians like we'll just see how many indians are there you know what i mean it's it's just what we do because it's if you're living in a western society it just it, life is just like that um so she the, he, the the point i'm trying to make is that he says africans don't fuck with us because we the, we're the ones that got caught and i was like okay that is peak that probably kind of defines things that are unspoken and that we haven't really talked about so that was quite cutting edge um for a netflix series uh and it does talk a lot about slavery and the american civil rights movement malcolm x martin luther king a lot of the american and i forget get that this it's so it, i say i don't want to use the word niche but i'm gonna say it just is like specifically for uh americans and the history of that story of that uh legacy so uh yeah that uh, it's, it's also a family about a, a pro a series about family family life family dynamics growing up um the hierarchy and the family the breadwinner and how that kind of fits around it and it really really has the vibe of the office you know i don't think there's so many things that wouldn't have necessarily have happened or existed if it wasn't for the office with um starting off in wicked face um, and slough of all places um so yeah my little critique of hashtag black af on netflix it's surprisingly good um it was a nice thing to watch with my dinner on an evening and yeah uh i I do like to see there were some interesting things like things that i've experienced in life like when he buys the big piece of art and his wife just doesn't get it and she just thinks it's pretentious and he's just like why don't you just get it why don't you get it and then the artist comes and and she she sort of like slags it off in front of the artist and he goes well when i've painted it 
I was thinking about blah, 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 blah. And he explained the background to what he had, you know, what the painting signifies. And then she got it. She got it. And then in a weird way, I got it. But as a painter, just tra- backtracking, you can't necessarily explain to everybody the concept of your work. I mean, it, I just suppose I normally just rely on people's gut feeling. And if they like it, they like it. If they hate it, they hate it. That's it. There's nothing I can do about that. But I always say that my paintings are a grower because uh, two things. One one of them, I've just gone on a massive tangent, I realise that. But uh, one of them is that there's always new things to see that you didn't see before in, in my paintings that I haven't seen before. I had no idea that I'd done that. And then I looked at it and I go, whoa, that's so cool. Or like, wow, I can see all those, you know, little bits of things that I hadn't noticed before and also it's nice for other people to see things because I can't see through things through their eyes so it's not really my place to tell them what they can see I can only you know if I can remember what I was thinking at the time just try and reiterate that um, and hope that somebody's read it if I've instagrammed it or something like that you know because it's hard to keep up with what I was thinking at the time. So that was interesting. That resonated with me. Um, loads of things like how he he's kind of like like my brother's generation, kind of that look of Tashini, Fila, Adidas, you know, the 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 gold chains, the Mr. T, the Run DMC, the old hip hop look. But before that, you know, it kind of like in, in England it was it was very much a Jamaican thing with the Adidas and Bob Marley and um, Peter Tosh and that look that was very West London. Um, so I really I did enjoy that and I thought it, even though he was a pain in the butt, the dad. I thought his that's the whole that was the whole point of his existence because you know family life is mundane family life is like disappointing and argumentative and petty so yeah I now I'm thinking about it watching it yeah it did bring up all of those sort of bizarre things that family go through and it's seen through the eyes of a teenager going through it because she's um filming it for her um school theses wow i've really talked and talked and talked i recommend it if you're into that sort of thing it's starring rashida jones who's quincy jones daughter and it's on netflix black af on this Sunday the moon is currently in 17 roughly around that degree in Virgo and as we proceed to go along into the week May the 4th which is tomorrow we will see the moon entering into Libra and then dun 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 
the Thursday, May the 6th at 7.04am, Moon enters Scorpio, and then on the 7th, which, sorry, is the Thursday, isn't it? May the 7th, um, the Moon will be in its full entirety in Scorpio. So that's a Sun in Taurus, Moon in Scorpio energy. <laughs> ah! So if any of you have a Moon in Scorpio or have Scorpio energy in general, I think you'll be feeling this in the, the most positive way because it's your, this is your town of shine with the Scorpio energy. Scorpio energy reveals because there's lots of things hidden sometimes. Um, it's an extremely soulful, um, depending on what they're juxtaposed with. So if they're, if they're with, if the moon in Scorpio is with a Leo sun or a Aries sun or a Cancer sun with a moon in Leo or a Libra sun with a moon in Leo, very, very different energies that make up a person alongside with their Venus and Mars. But the Moon and Scorpio people or energy is really quite emotional, if you know that sign. And I do feel like I know lots of family and friends with this Scorpio energy, which can be amazing. Um, and I think I'll probably stick to the positive sides of Scorpio energy because um, it's what we need right now and uh, I think it will be the one of the best full moons of this year um, coming up at the end of the week very emotional if you're feeling a bit deeper energy wise about anything from wanting different ice creams to, you know it doesn't have to be something that is fundamentally life-changing um in that respect um yeah so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to this energy full moon energy coming up on thursday um I wonder if you've done your charts out there, people. It'll always be very interesting to see where it will get you. I think most mostly it will be in a mo where you're you may have different feelings emotionally about things. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think about full moon meanings and what it means for home and family relationships and what it will bring within the next two weeks after the full moon um, and obviously everyone's at home so it obviously has to be not obviously but could be to do with more about how we feel and how we interact with one another at home or with ourselves because a lot of people are isolated and self-isolating and being having to cope with their own inward emotions that perhaps they usually have somebody that they can share that with. Um, 
perhaps a bit of inattention or pressure and uh, watch out for it may it may just kind of drain energy um might feel a bit different over the full moon i always find that obviously lunar activity is connected with oceans and sea so the water in our bodies obviously i keep saying obviously i should stop doing that i'm going to have some lunch in a minute but the water in our bodies do react to the water on the planet because we are made up of a lot of grey and white matter and liquid uh, and therefore our bodies respond to the movements of uh, other planets when we're on this rock and we're kind of part of the planet aren't we I think we are So I think that as animals we probably are stripped down in these times to trust try to trust our instincts and how we think about things as opposed to informed and people telling us what to do and I think it will probably be an exercise in relearning how to go with your gut and intuition. They're really interesting times at the moment. Um, and I think it hopefully emotionally make us stronger if we think about the uh, things subconsciously that are coming to light over the last two months and the coming months. I think I have definitely um, gone on a massive ramble about the full moon it wasn't anything that I thought it was going to be I thought I'd be like eh, it's going to be like this and full moon and Scorpio and Scorpio behavior is like this and scorpions are like this but because everybody's in a different space at the moment um it can I think emotionally it will mainly apply to the home and and perhaps how we think about how where we're going to be in three months time or four months time so here you've been listening to mud heart thanks for getting as far as the end of the episode i hope you enjoyed it and hopefully see you again soon stay safe out there people I love you very much and take care and see you soon. I know we will hopefully see each other soon.